South Carolina's defense hasn't really been a unit to write home about during the Shane Beamer tenure, but that might all be getting ready to change in 2024. You are Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Locked On Gamecocks Podcast. I'm Andrew Lyon, the host of this podcast and also a staff writer for Gamecock Digest over on SI.com. Thank y'all so much for making the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast your first listen or watch for your team here today. We are free and available as always both on YouTube and wherever you get your audio podcasts daily. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. And that's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team both faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions do apply. Since Shane Beamer arrived here in Columbia, South Carolina They have seen some stellar play from a couple particular units, mainly their special teams unit throughout Shampoo's first couple of seasons. And then last year, we all sort of gravitated towards the offensive side of the ball, as despite the struggles that they had in terms of maintaining consistency, Spencer Rattler and Xavier Leggett, it was quite a show they put on in the 2023 season when it came to all the explosive plays and touchdowns that they were able to create. But heading into this offseason, preceding the 2024 season, when you look at the end of the 2023 season, and you consider the personnel losses that some of these units have suffered, South Carolina's defense might be the Gamecocks' best unit heading into this upcoming calendar year. When we look back at the 2023 season, obviously, South Carolina's defense, they had a horrific start to the year, and throughout the first nine games, they were really nothing to write home about in terms of their on-field performance, but that all changed in the last three games of the season against Vanderbilt, Kentucky, and Clemson, as the Gamecocks defense gave up an average of just 12 points, 125 passing yards, and 157 rushing yards per game in all three contests. Now, some people might think that that finish was a bit of an aberration, mainly because of the fact that South Carolina, they weren't facing, you know, these stellar offenses against Vanderbilt, Kentucky, and Clemson. Vanderbilt ranked 104th in scoring offense and 114th in total offense. Kentucky ranked 58th in scoring offense and 100th in total offense. And Clemson, they ranked 52nd in both scoring and total offense. And sure, you can say that all three of those offenses, they lacked firepower and they definitely did not have great quarterback play. But I think that the consistency should be noted here in terms of what South Carolina's defense was able to accomplish at the end of the 2023 season compared to how they played throughout the first 75% of the season, the first three quarters of the season. And then it's not just what this unit did at the end of last year. It's also what this unit is going to bring back for 2024. 
In terms of production, the Gamecocks defense is returning 10 of their top 12 tacklers, including each of their top four guys in that category. They also return 74.5% of their recorded pass breakups from 2023, which includes five of their top six players in that statistical category. So you have a lot of guys that made an impact for your defense last year. They're going to be back for the 2024 season. Also, you've got guys that have a ton of experience. Matter of fact, you have 14 players coming back next season that have started a game at some point in their Gamecock career. You're going to have four three-year starters in Nick Evanwery, DQ Smith, Boogie Huntley, and Tonka Hemingway. And overall, you have 143 combined starts between all the guys that I just sort of referenced earlier. They're going to be in play. That is going to be there for this roster in 2024. And a big reason why I also feel like that this defense could be the unit that is sort of leaned on in 2024 is the fact that the other units, they lose several key pieces. When you look at the offensive side of the ball, start with them because we've talked about this side of the ball a lot this week. Obviously, you lose Spencer Rattler. You could almost just stop the conversation there. Spencer Rattler, the most talented quarterback to have ever played at South Carolina, and certainly a guy that uh, masked a lot of issues this past season. You also lost four of your top five pass catchers. Now, some of that may have been by choice. I'm not going to necessarily argue that that's a completely bad thing, but obviously that includes an Xavier Leggett. It includes a dependable and reliable tight end target in Trey Knox. And it does mean that you're going to probably have to lean on some younger guys at those positions in 2024. You also lose 91% of your rushing yards. As I'll talk about later in the show, that probably is not going to be much of an issue for you. But still, once again, you're going to have to trot out a new starting running back in this offense. And you also lost probably your most versatile or at least your second most versatile offensive lineman on the roster from this past fall in Nick Gargiulo. So the offense loses a ton of key pieces from this past year. And then when you look at special teams, the loss of Mitch Jeter is probably not going to get talked about a ton because, let's just be frank about it, him being a kicker, he's not going to get discussed that much. But it should not be overlooked by Gamecock fans. Mitch Jeter, he was phenomenal for this team while he was here. He had a career field goal percentage of 92%. Mitch Jeter was 23 of 25 when kicking field goals for South Carolina over the past two seasons. You don't just replace that. Alex Herrera, or whoever the kicker is in 2024, they might turn out to be pretty solid this coming fall. Are we going to say that they're going to have the same kind of impact, at least immediately, that Mitch Jeter had the past couple years? Probably going to be pretty hard to accomplish. And then, I can't get into specifics with this part, but you consider, you know, what these other special teams units are comprised of. The coverage units. A lot of these guys, they're backups. Yes, South Carolina is one of the few teams that 
they're willing to put a ton of starters out there on their special teams units because they want that phase of the game to go their way. But they do also have to play, obviously, a lot of backups because you don't want to take a complete and total risk of having some of your stars go down with injuries on, like, say, punt or punt return, for example. And South Carolina, the roster, it is getting younger. Yes, they're bringing a ton of experience through the transfer portal. And yes, they did retain a lot of their top-end talent from the 2023 season. But they are bringing in a lot more freshmen that they are having to lean on early in terms of their play on the field. So that leaves the door open for there to be mistakes made on certain given plays that maybe you or I do not see immediately in a certain game. So when you combine all of those factors, it might sound crazy. And especially halfway through last season, you would have thought it was crazy. But South Carolina's defense, if the Gamecocks are going to accomplish the goals that they set out for themselves in 2024, their defense is probably going to have to lead the charge. But I think that they can do that. And I think that this is a group that obviously, with the momentum that they sort of created for themselves at the end of the 2023 season, I think they're going to carry that over into the offseason. And you have all those guys coming back. You add a couple pieces at linebacker, a couple pieces along the defensive line. I think that this is a group that is going to be overall an improved one when you look at the entirety of the season as they go throughout 2024. Now, South Carolina, they have lost their share of players this offseason, and they also had to reevaluate their coaching staff because of the fact that they went 5 and 7 in 2023. And it appears that Shane Beamer is set to make a massive move when it comes to his offensive coaching staff. We'll talk about what that move might be in just a couple moments right here on Locked on Gamecocks. Today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Now, at the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move that I can make that'll take my business to the next level in the new year? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team that you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help find the right professionals for your team, both faster and for free. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have, quite literally, millions of candidates to choose from. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours when they use LinkedIn Jobs. So, don't wait. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free today. Terms and conditions do apply. Welcome back to this Wednesday edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your South Carolina Gamecocks every single day. And as always, I really do appreciate each and every one of you everydayers who make the Locked On Gamecocks podcast your first listen, wherever you get your audio podcasts daily, or your first watch on YouTube. South Carolina, according to reports from Matt Zenitz of 24-7 Sports, 
they are expected to hire a veteran SEC offensive assistant coach in James Coley. And while the move as of right now has not happened, should this take place, this would be a home run hire by Shane Beamer considering the potential role that Coley would have on this staff. Now, based on the coaching resume that James Coley possesses, it appears likely that he would probably serve as the team's tight ends coach, which obviously would mean that there might be something coming down the pipe here soon with current tight ends coach Jody Wright. Now, again, that is merely speculating. There's been nothing official put out there regarding that, so please do not take that and run with it. But I don't think that James Coley is going to be the running backs coach for South Carolina. He's never been a running backs coach. He's pretty much always been a tight ends coach or a quarterback coach and has dabbled as a wide receiver coach from time to time throughout his 35-year coaching career. But I think that this report pretty much says that there's another coaching move that's going to take place pretty soon in terms of the offensive coaching staff. Now, you might be wondering, what is James Coley going to bring to the table should South Carolina get him on their staff? Well, James Coley, when it comes to recruiting, he's probably one of the best in all of college football. And that's not hyperbole there. When you look at his 24-7 sports list of all-time recruits that he has brought in for his respective programs, James Coley has been the primary recruiter for four five-stars and 28 four-stars. 32 blue-chip prospects overall. That is insane And I don't think there's a single South Carolina assistant coach currently on staff that even comes close to those numbers. So James Coley, should he be added to the staff, he would immediately, at least in terms of his reputation on paper, become the best recruiter that this program has. Here's the other thing that Gamecock fans should like about this potential move. James Coley, he has strong ties to the state of of Florida because he was born and raised in Miami. For the longest time, South Carolina has had little to no presence in the Sunshine State. And obviously, you know, it's tough sledding down there because you've got a bunch of different programs that all want to keep their in-state talent home. You've got Florida State, you've got the Florida Gators, the Miami Hurricanes, and even now to a certain extent, uh, Central Florida is now building a bit of a presence in that state. And when you look at Florida State's reemergence, you look at how well Billy Napier's recruited at Florida and Mario Cristobal, you know, there's probably no head coach out there that fits the definition of recruiting like Mario Cristobal does. And he's coaching for his alma mater in the Miami Hurricanes. That makes it even tougher to go into that state and get real solid talent. But South Carolina, again, historically speaking, even before all that took place, they have always struggled to land guys out of this state. Their most notable recruits that they've ever brought here from the state of Florida were Shaq Wilson, Sky Moore, and Ace Sanders. Those are the three names that really come to mind. And outside of that group, it's a lot of misses. It's a lot of guys that wound up not sticking around here in Columbia. So... James Coley, 
he could help to change all of that for South Carolina. And then as I kind of alluded to earlier, he's got a ton of coaching experience, 35 years overall when it comes to coaching the game of football, and 10 years in the SEC. The reason why it seems like he would come here is because he does have a connection with Shane Beamer. Shane Beamer, of course, was a part of Kirby Smart's staff at Georgia in 2016 and 2017. James Coley was also on the staff during that time. So that would have been the time where Shane Beamer and James Coley's paths crossed. And so, obviously, that's usually something that you expect when it comes to a move like this, is that the head coach does know the assistant they're bringing in through either their own experiences or, you know, somebody on their current staff maybe giving them a foot in the door. So, again, this move has not happened yet officially, but if this does wind up being the case, if James Coley does end up joining South Carolina's coaching staff, this is a phenomenal hire by Shane Beamer. No doubt about that. Still obviously got to find a running backs coach, and who knows, there could maybe be one more potential change, but I have to say, if it does wind up being true that maybe Joey Wright is moving on, uh, maybe to an off-field role, or maybe he is just departing altogether, this probably is one of the two moves that you will see when it comes to this on-field coaching staff for South Carolina in the 2024 offseason. Now, earlier in the show, I talked a lot, again, about the losses that South Carolina has suffered on special teams and on offense. But South Carolina, they did improve a couple position groups tremendously through the transfer portal. And now that all of the hectic chaos of this past portal cycle has officially concluded for now, I want to go back and look at the most improved unit for South Carolina after that respected portal cycle. We'll talk about that in a bit more detail in just a few moments right here on Locked on Gamecocks. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets whether you win or lose. Pretty good proposition right there. We've already talked about it this week, but the NFL, they have got a massive wild card weekend upcoming here for the first round of the playoffs, and that includes a game between the Cleveland Browns and the Houston Texans. The Browns are actually road favorites in this matchup, being listed as two-and-a-half-point favorites by FanDuel Sportsbook. The money line for the Browns is set at minus 144, money line for the Texans plus 122, over under 44 and a half. So are you taking the veteran Joe Flacco in that defense or are you taking CJ Stroud, the rookie quarterback who's been one of the best stories in the NFL in the 2023 season? You can look at that game or other games right now on FanDuel. The app is easy to use and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup with FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. Welcome back to today's edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your team every single day in just 30 minutes. When we look at this roster before the transfer portal cycle started in early December and after its conclusion in early January, it's pretty clear 
that the group that improved the most was South Carolina's running back room. It went from a potentially big question mark heading into this offseason to now arguably the biggest strength for this Gamecock offense. Exiting the 2023 season, South Carolina was losing their leading running back for the second straight offseason in a row, along with their best pass protector out of the group into carry-on joiner. And they were faced with the possibility of DJ Braswell and Matthew Fuller having to battle for the starting job this upcoming offseason. DJ Braswell, of course, would be heading into his second season in Columbia, Matthew Fuller being a true freshman. Their experience, obviously, because of that, is minimal. They, matter of fact, would have combined for 19 total snaps in 2023, and obviously all those snaps belong to DJ Braswell. So while it's certainly not rare that you see a freshman running back start for a football team, it would have been a tough situation for South Carolina, especially considering the competition that they face here in the SEC. So what did Shea Beaver and this staff do? They went to work in the transfer portal. They brought in Rocket Sanders from Arkansas, Oscar Attaway III from North Texas, and Jaworn Howell from South Carolina State. And all three of these guys that are coming in here, they bring with them 4,973 career rushing yards and 38 career rushing touchdowns, along with 70 career college appearances. So these guys bring in proven production from their respective level of football that they played this past season and a litany of experience. And also, you got to like the way that these guys are built physically. They all fill out their frames quite well. Rocket Sanders was six foot two, 242 pounds in 2023. Oscar Attaway was listed at five foot 10, 219 pounds in 2023. And Jawan Howe was listed at six foot one, 215 pounds as a true freshman playing for the Bulldogs this past fall. So all three of these guys, they have the prerequisite SEC size that you look for in your running backs. And then in terms of skill sets, they all bring something a little bit different to the table. Rocket Sanders, he brings lower body explosiveness that is extremely rare for guys at his size. He also has great hands because of his previous experience as a wide receiver when he was playing high school football. Oscar Adway III, look, he's not going to do really anything special when he's out there on the field, but he's a very reliable number two running back, and he's a guy that's got great ball carrier vision. So he's one of those bring your lunch pail to work kind of guys, and he's going to go out there and he's just going to take care of business. And then Jaworn Howell, he is quite frankly just a bull in a china shop. He is tough to bring down, and he's a guy that if he can adjust to the SEC well enough over the next year and a half or so, Jaworn Howell, he has a chance to be an all-SEC caliber running back in this offense, in my opinion. Whoever the new running back coach winds up being for South Carolina, they're going to have a lot to work with with these guys, and they're going to be able to keep a substantial rotation. So the thing that's great about this group is South Carolina, for the first time really since Shapenberg's gotten here, they've got a group that could really wear down an opposing defense over the course of an entire football game. If you get tired of trying to chase after Rocket Sanders down the sideline, 
Well, South Carolina could just take him out and put Oscar Attaway in there. And then you get sick of seeing Oscar Attaway making backdoor cuts and getting first downs off of them. Then you'll see Jawan Howell go out there for a snap or two. And then after he's run over you, then Rocket Sanders, he is no longer huffing and puffing on the sideline. So he can now go out there because he's got a new burst of energy. It's important to have that in the SEC, but South Carolina, quite frankly, their running back room, it's a luxury now, what they have heading into 2024. When it looked like at the beginning of the offseason that it was going to be a problem, that's no longer going to be the case. This leaves the room five deep, arguably speaking, and DJ Braswell, he's going to have a chance now to develop for another season you know, try to get better in certain other areas, such as maybe his strength and conditioning in terms of adding some more muscle mass to his frame and also his pass protection. And then Matthew Fuller, it's again, it's always tough for a true freshman having to make a significant impact immediately when they get to their college stop. But that's not going to be the case for Matthew Fuller. He's going to have a chance to sit back and develop as well, which will be pivotal for him heading into 2025 when a couple of these guys will be walking out the door. So with that being said, that's going to do it for today's edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. I hope y'all thoroughly enjoyed today's show. As always, what are y'all's thoughts on the defense? Do you think that this is going to be the best unit for South Carolina in 2024? What are your thoughts on the potential hire of James Coley on the offensive side of the ball? And lastly, who do you think is the most improved position unit post this transfer portal cycle that just concluded about a week or so ago. Let me know your thoughts down below in the comments section if you watched today's show on YouTube, or you can shoot me a direct message on X at A-Line underscore SC if you listen to today's show on an audio podcast app. But as always, thank y'all so much for tuning in. Have a great rest of your Wednesday, and I'll be sure to catch y'all on the next show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast.